Hello everyone and welcome to episode two. That's right, we've made it past one of Curvecast, your go-to destination for all things Curve life, entrepreneurship and the untold stories that shaped our journey. My name is Ben, marketing manager at Curve Capital. Joining me in the co-hosting seat is Rich Evans, brand marketing consultant mentor for Curve Capital. Does that sound about right for you? Something like that, mate. Spot on, we'll something do. like that. Today, we're going to be talking about the transition from graduate to recruitment, what that looks like, what to expect, and recruitment as a career path. And we're joined by two very special guests who are both on the same journey, but at very different parts of it. To my left, we have a sales director for Kevin Edward Testing Inspection Certification, Joe Hansen. And to my right, we have recruitment consultant at Seven Executive, Amelia Passy. How are we both? Yeah, good, thanks. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you both look dapper. Ah, look, I'm in, you. I'm in my, uh, my PE kit over here, I think, like compared to you guys. Yeah. Made the effort. Thank you for, for inviting us. I'm looking yeah, forward no to it. Yeah. So I'd like to kick us off. Obviously, you guys are both graduates and just as curious as to how you got into recruitment, because there's a lot of times you hear about if people just fall into recruitment. So I'm just wondering how you guys both got into recruitment in the first place. So I'll start with you, Joe. How did you, how did you get into it? I think actually falling into recruitment is definitely something that I did mm -hmm. to be, you know, stereotyping to how a lot of people get into it. But to give you um, a very quick reason why I did get into it, it was actually through a bit of a dark time in, in my life. I'd been with um, my ex-partner for, for some time. We had a house together. And anyway, things ended and uh, I couldn't afford the house. Mm. So I was showing people around the house and I was, um, you know, trying to sell it desperate. I, want, I was going to move back with my parents. All my money was tied up in this property. And uh, some some guy came around and... Uh, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't a recruiter, but he was an electrician and he was about my age, similar age, maybe a little bit younger. And he, and I asked him, you know, who are you buying this with? Is it your partner? And he was like, no, it's, it's myself. And, and, I, and I was jealous. Mm. And I think you either have a really positive motivation as why you make a change or sometimes a negative one. Mm -hmm. And uh, that fueled me to, to be, I want more from this life. I, want, I don't want that decision to be taken away from me. I want to decide how I, and what I do with, with my time. So, um, Basically, I started researching, you know, what, what's, what's good paid, where mm -hmm. can I make money? And, um, you know, a friend of a friend and I, I knew I knew of, and I got introduced to, to James and to Stu. And um, so that, it was a, a money-motivated reason as to why I first considered recruitment. Mm -hmm. And then obviously that's changed as you as you learn and progress. But hopefully that gives you a bit of an idea as to why why I joined the industry. Yeah, mm. absolutely. Well, what is it you were doing before recruitment then? So I worked for the Department for Work and Pension, so government, and I was doing recruitment to an extent, but it was on a much larger scale, not as involved in the you know day to day of, of mm. hiring people, more of an administration, project management, support function. So mm. very different um, industry in terms of the you know corporateness and also the size of the company as well. Mm. But actually, a really good you know first step into corporate life. Yeah. Was there anything from your previous roles? that you felt that was transferable into recruitment? Or was it like, fuck, I've got to start from scratch, learn a load of new skills and kind of develop myself here? Yeah, I, you know, I think being in an office environment is something that I really valued. I've always, you know, tried to dress as smart as I possibly can. And I, and I think that that helped from being in that environment previously in the government. It was the standard of yourself, how you hold yourself accountable. And also just the general office that lies, you know, making cups of coffee and tea for people. That's something that you just get used to and how, mm. what the etiquette is. And I think that's the part that I've, I've taken onto this journey as well. I've never had one off you. 
Well, <laughs> well I would. I, the, the, t- the top tip I have is to make them as bad as you can so no one else But no, ultimately, being in, it is, it is, I would say, different and it, it's been a complete learning curve. So I wouldn't say there's anything necessarily transferable. The things that I wanted is I, I wanted to learn. Mm. I wanted to push myself. And I think if you've got those attributes, then recruitment is an area that, that you can do that. Mm. How long have you been in recruitment now for that? So I'm coming up to five years now, yeah. and, I, and I've only ever worked for for Curve or for Kevin Edward as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm-hmm. What about you, you Amelia? Yeah. Yeah. So I suppose I sort of did fall into it a bit as well. Um, came out of uni, and I was just like really eager to start working as soon as I can. Mm. Um, so I actually came through a recruiter um, myself. So that kind of gave me a bit of an insight mm. straight away. Um, so. Yeah, I think with him just describing recruitment to me, it sounded like something that I'd be interested in, sort of helping people and talking to people. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think there is obviously the conception of falling into recruitment, but I think there is obviously a thought process behind, um, you know, you don't just just start a job for no reason. Yeah. I think when you do look into recruitment, it's either for you or it's not. Like I think if you're prepared to put in a lot of work and you are quite an ambitious person, um, then I do think that's sort of right for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When the recruiter made that phone call then, which I'm assuming they 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 did, did you apply for a job or did they call you? Um, yeah, so I applied for a job. Um, didn't really know what it was. Right. It was a nice job description and I thought it sounded like something I might be interested in. So um, did you just come across it on the job board when you were looking for just jobs, like graduate jobs, for instance? Yeah. And what yeah. other things were you applying for at the time? Um. So I did do quite a lot of research before. So I suppose I do say I, fought, I fell into it, but mm. there was quite a lot of um, reasoning bef- like that I went into it. Um, so I was directly applying for recruitment positions. Um, and sorry, I forgot your question now. Yeah, I, I think I was just trying to get an idea for potentially other graduates that yeah. are wondering what to do maybe post-university nowadays. Yeah. Um, around like what your thought process was more than anything else so where were you at in your head so again it's not like you ask kids what do they want to grow up in a policeman environment or whatever yeah it's not the sort of career where you do hear a lot of people growing up wanting to do recruitment Mm. um but i think it is the sort of career if you're quite an ambitious ambitious person um because it kind of gives you the entrepreneurial entrepreneurial side of things um, where you are like managing your own workload and organizing your own time, which is something that I really liked, like coming out of uni, um, you know, you are used to doing that, like managing everything on your own, your deadlines. Um, and that's something that I really liked about it, sort of dealing with my own. I can essentially manage like my own income, you know, depending mm. on how hard I work. Um, and that's something that like really sold to me. I liked that side of things. Mm. Mm. More so the independence, really, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm. you know, I do obviously have a manager, but he's mm. not he's not telling me what to do every mm-hmm. day. Like, I kind of get on with my own things. Um, and you get, like, a lot of autonomy in terms of how you're going to spend your time. Cool. Mm. So when you were going through that process of deciding whether recruitment obviously was for you, did you have any sort of preconceptions about it? I know I did, personally. I, I was... I was like, I thought it was like Wolf of Wall Street in recruitment <laughs> kind of things or the sales yeah. side. But, you know, to me, it's not like that at all now. Was was there any preconceptions that you might have had before you joined? Yeah, well, 
I think with recruitment, I thought it was going to just be really easy. Like, oh, all I have to do is send CVs to employers and I'll get some money for it. Mm, <laughs> I, think yeah. it I think it does seem quite easy to start with. I don't think going into recruitment, you realise all the ins and outs and mm. the intricacies um, behind it and how much hard work it is. Mm. Obviously, it is super rewarding, all the hard work, but I do think you don't realise at first mm. going into it what you kind of expected. Mm. Um, like in my interviews, I was asked a lot about my resilience and how like mentally tough I am. Um, I didn't really get it at the time why that was so important, but mm. obviously I do get it now. You do get quite a lot of ups yeah. and downs. So Amelia, um, just going back to uh, actually first and foremost, how long after university did you start in recruitment? Um, just a few months. Literally, yeah. A couple months. Fine. Yeah. So if you're looking at what did what did you study again? Business management. Right, fine. So it's fairly relevant. I mean, people come into recruitment from all yeah. sorts and like weird and wonderful degrees nowadays, yeah. um, which I think is is also fine because it's more about the the personality traits more than anything else. I'd say. Mm -hmm. um, so, if you consider the type of people that was on your course, because I I bet it's a diverse mix of different personality types on a business management course. Yeah. Um, and you consider kind of the different people that you went to university with mm -hmm. which ones would you say were right would be right for a recruitment environment or a career in recruitment and which ones would you say are potentially certainly not right for recruitment um that's a good one um I think like you said obviously with my course it was quite transferable with it being business um but I don't think it matters. I think if you do any kind of degree or anything, it can be quite transferable into recruitment. I don't think mm -hmm. it matters too mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, with the personality traits, I think it does matter quite a lot. I think you need to be quite an ambitious person, hardworking. Um, you need to be able to like, organise your own time and things. Um, and oh, can you ask me again? <laughs> yeah, we will. It's just down to kind of those, those core traits mm -hmm. that I suppose you would say helps in yeah. in recruitment because there is that stereotype as well that it's like like ben said there like old school wolf of wall street mm. and communication skills obviously matter yeah. um and we need to be able to communicate effectively with people yeah. however it's not like years ago when you just it was kind of just like full-on brash sales people all the time there is that mix of people who might be a little bit more diligent or a little bit yeah. more organized and just full-on boiler room sales i suppose yeah i don't think it is for everyone. At, we, at Curve, there's something that goes around quite a lot, like can you be bothered, which is something that we say quite a lot. Um, and I think if you are the type of person that can be bothered and you're ready to go the extra mile, and because um, it, it's not the type of job where you go home and switch off, like you do mm. need to be passionate about it and mm. um, you know be really interested in the clients that you're working with and the candidates. So. I suppose like if you are the type of person that can be bothered, then it is for you. Um, mm. If you're not, then you probably won't do as well because you're not as passionate about it. Mm. Yeah, I like that. What about you, Joe? Like, you might not be able to remember going back to your uni days now, mate. But um, <laughs> it, 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 in terms of, I suppose, the difference between working for the government compared to working to Curve, what yeah. types of people, I suppose, potentially in your previous role that you'd be like, yeah, they just aren't right for recruitment and maybe potentially ones that would be. Yeah, I, I think, you know, the f the first big difference was the amount of younger people that I was around. 
mm. in recruitment. I think in my previous role, I was possibly the youngest by 20 years. I'd come in through the fast track apprenticeship scheme, which was uh, basically 200 people from across the, the UK was elected onto it. So I, I chose that as an alternate route to, to university initially. And then actually, whilst I was working there, I, I did and completed my degree. So it was, but then moving from that to recruitment, I think, yeah, the first thing was that that cultural change actually of the younger people, and it, it's it is that environment sometimes comes through as well. Mm-hmm. You know, the the social aspect of it. I think people speak a lot of that in recruitment for mm-hmm. for the wrong and right reasons. But onto the type of people that I think fit in recruitment, and I wouldn't say necessarily that there's a certain degree that means that you are going to be a better success. I, although I, I did like Amelia, um, business management. I think there is components and aspects of the course that really fit in the mm. other part of it it's just who you are as a person mm. so despite you know regardless actually what background you've come from i think having that world-rounded personality having exposure to different experiences is really valuable and the thing that i love about recruitment is that no one seems to do it the same way mm. you can express your individuality um, mm. You can be more formal, more professional if, if that suits you. You can also be really informal or friendship, and, and it's that that to me is a key quality. Is it's you, you know you're mirroring your audience and you doing something that works for for you. So I know that's um, maybe a bit of a long winded way to answer your question, but I just wanted to make it pretty clear to to any graduates watching there. I think you know regardless of your degree, if you've got the right attitude, the right personality traits, then I would consider you for for our business. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, that sort of leads me on to one of the questions that I've got is obviously you're now more managerial role. So when you're looking for graduates to maybe take on to your business, do is that what you look for more, do you think? More sort of the, not so much the degree, like you're saying, but more so the skills and the personality of that person. Obviously the degree is important. Yeah. Um, but do you think this, that's more of a, you know, a showing of a person really and how they're going to be? I mean, the best recruiter that I know doesn't have a degree. Mm-hmm. You know, he owns a company. Who's that? James. So, so I think he'd be, you know, happy for me to mm-hmm. to share that. And, and you know, he's hands down the best recruiter I've ever met. So I think that what, to me, what having a degree shows, it's that you can, you've got that commitment, you're able to retain information, that you've got a passion for a certain area. But what what i look for is definitely it's the attitude it's the personality would i want to deal with that person could i trust that person and I, everything that i'm trying to do now is i'm always thinking about right if, if i was looking for a new job if i was the person that needed help what would i expect what's important to me and then mm. i try and reflect that in in my outlook mm. um and and it seems to be working pretty well yeah i love that you've been in rec- what is it five years now coming up to five years yeah so you said in terms of like some quite well-rounded personality traits and all the rest of it in terms of when you joined and you've done well and in five years got sales director which is absolutely incredible so hats off to you to that as well for that anyway Thanks. um in terms of like joe five years ago compared to joe now and the experiences that you've had working in recruitment how do you feel like you've developed as a person and, and grown as a person? A lot. Um, you know, I, I doubted myself so much before I came into recruitment and actually I, I didn't believe in myself as much as I should have. And it's actually taken now to look back and you just, 
I just back myself a lot more than mm. I used to. You become more confident, I think, because of what recruitment does really well is it, it gives you a demonstrable track record. Mm. So a lot of the time it's a process. And if you follow that process, you get the result. Mm. And that means you can reflect and look and fine tune. And I'm not saying I'm the finished article, you know, by no means. Uh, yeah, it's a great accolade to become and be recognized to be a director. But now I've just got more responsibility to continue it, <laughs> you know, and it's taking myself to right. Where can I do now? I'm speaking to you, Rich, and getting a lot of advice outside of recruitment, how how you improve. Um, I think on the personal development side, it really translates well to the recruitment side of it as well. So going, I mean, going back to what you mentioned there about me, I, I think I've just, yeah, got a lot more confident in my ability. Um, I trust myself and I'm always open to new ideas and new ways of learning. So I think sometimes when you're a bit younger as well, that probably comes with age. Mm. Although, you know, I'm, I'm just um, 29 now. So I've been in the business for, the, for five years. And, and I think within that age gap, you do a lot of growing up as well. Mm. So maybe it's just... I've changed just not just due to recruitment, if that makes sense. It's yeah, just... well, I think you can do a lot of growing up if you're exposed to the right things. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, there's a lot of things about recruitment that give you a lot of those good traits that yeah. could potentially can be used elsewhere as well. Um, like you say, you've got to be have a certain amount of resilience when you come in, but you're not going to last unless you kind of build that up uh, as you, as you go through it. Anyway. You know, it's, it is a hard job, but the rewards from it, I just think that they outweigh that. Mm. I used to work at Asda stacking shelves on a night. That's a hard job. You know, it truly is. That's hard. Been been away and having two days off. I used to have to Tuesday, Wednesday off. I only did it for a short period of time, but it was long enough to realize that actually that is really hard. I want to do something that, that I'm not ever an expert. And I talk to my team a lot at the minute about it's perfection here, but actually the most important thing is progress. It's, this is a goal that we don't really need to ever. It's all about working towards it, moving towards it. And that's mm. where I feel like I fit in right now. So to... To give someone, yeah, you you learn, you've got exposure to, you know, I'm speaking to CEOs, I'm speaking to executives, I'm speaking to really people on my journey as well. So mm. it's the, the fluctuation of people, the different countries, the different locations. So mm. recruitment, I believe, just gives you that the tools to be successful in in any in any area. And Stu was on the podcast last week. He talks a lot about, you know, we are the the SAS or the you know the high level sales experts because it is sales. Mm. You be mm. selling people, mm. which is probably the most difficult product that you can sell mm. and massive lack of control yeah <laughs> and, and that that's where the i think amelia mentioned about the resilience and that's something that we always talk about because one minute it's the best job mm. easiest job <laughs> everything's going well you've got the midas touch it tends to go and whatever the opposite of the midas touch is sometimes that happens and everything's <laughs> falling apart <laughs> yeah. and you're trying to yeah. you know you pay trying to pay your mortgage and trying to help your family and then you're taking that home i put a post this morning about that personal mm. work-life balance and it's it's it is a challenge um and, I, and i'm not sorry i'm going off on a tangent but i just no, think that it's important to to share that for me that one of my key aspects and what i think helps people it's been a, it's been really open to learning yeah. And having that passion for it and knowing that you can never be the finished article and you're always learning. But while you're thinking, there's other people doing. So make yeah. sure that you're making action as well. And that's something that I keep close to myself now. It's always about, we'll become an expert there. You know, yeah. to keep enjoying it. I do see that from you though, mate. Like I know in terms of, we don't know each other extremely well and we haven't spent that much time, time with each other, but I do see that from you. You mentioned one of the traits in terms of like when you first got into the recruitment industry was that eagerness to learn. 
but now you've got to sales director level. Like I see that from you pretty much more than anyone in the business. So hats off to you for that. Thanks. Um, because I think that, I think curiosity as well, that curiosity to learn and wanting to understand why things are done a certain way and all that tends to go down quite well, not just in recruitment, but any kind of merit, meritratic career. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting when you talk about having to pick yourself back up as well and kind of the, the tougher times as well. Like, how do you do that? I think you've, you've just got to, you just got to keep going. Um, Alan, who's one of my trainers in recruitment, he trained me, um, part of the Curve business group, really experienced recruiter. You know, he's, I would say he's trained a lot of the top recruiters in, in the Leeds area. And um, he says, basically, you've got to come to work until you win the lottery or for some reason, you know, you're going to have to work. So why not just be the best that you possibly can? Mm. You know, why not just give it everything that you possibly can? So when it's hard, um, you've just got to remember, you know, what you're doing. And it's it's worth it for, I remember the first person that I placed, you know, I I can remember, I think it was 20,000, I know it were a 20,000 increase on his basic salary, probably changed his life. And, you know, that's what I'm doing it for. Mm. When, when I talked earlier about the reason why I joined was for the was for the money, but it, I meant more as the earning potential. Mm. It was more that, and, and I think Amelia made a great point about you can dictate how much you want to earn. As do, you know, if I start the, the shelves in record time, I was getting paid the same at the end of the month. Mm. In recruitment, you can really dictate. And, and I think commission-based roles do help with the, the tough times because you've got to remember that that's usually where a lot of, grads or anyone in the industry and the majority of their salary mm. um, you know i don't know it'd be different for different um recruitment firms but typically you have quite a you know a good commission structure which incentivizes so that's why i think it keeps it keeps you focused and keeps you motivated so mm. i don't really have a you know top tip on on staying resilient i think you build it and also you i try and keep as level as i can now mm. i don't really have that enjoyment i used to have when you've got you know someone at the first interview stage it's much more that cynical yeah, and yeah. sad instead of like happy and but you just gotta, just like gotta go with it stereotypical recruitment roller coaster. <laughs> yeah like if, you, if you've got it where it's just level then you're an absolute master but um i'm sure there's times where it's up and down as well how are you finding that because that's that's kind of the stereotype isn't it like the journeys are just a roller coaster of ups and downs and highs yeah. and lows yeah i think as a graduate coming straight from uni you do you are in quite a rush with everything you want mm. I know that I wanted my first fee straight away and you think it's going to happen for you straight away. Um, and when things are looking good, you kind of work out, you know, you get your calculator out and work out what your fees will be and that sort of thing. But I think in terms of staying resilient, you do have to detach yourself from it. How are you finding the laws of recruitment, Amelia? So obviously I know you're doing well and you're billing and you're making some good placements. Um, I'm always very nosy at them boards when I come in. Um, <laughs> How are you finding things when you're having your tougher weeks and how do you, how do you deal with that being so early on in your career as well? I think in terms of like staying resilient, you have to just detach yourself from it. Um, and with some of the things that I've had that's not gone my way and everything, um, something that my manager says quite a lot is that, you know, in spite of that, I have built relationships with people. So even though I've had you know, a loss from here. Um, in that, I've built some great relationships. So for me, um, I suppose advice to graduates going into recruitment would be to 
really focus on building relationships with people mm. from the get-go um, because, you know, networking is so important in recruitment. That is where a lot of the success comes from. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably put quite a focus on that. Mm. Um, yeah. And then you don't you don't get too upset. With yeah, no, yeah. I think yeah. like being so early in your career as well, like that's, that's it's a really good trait to learn early doors because... Yeah, you think it's un- going to be a rush at first, like you just want short wins but i think if you are going into it for a long-term career that is so important that you need to focus Mm -hmm. on and it is those wins like the longer you're in business the longer you realize that like not every transaction adds digits to your bank account and i suppose when you get further on in your career it's less about the short term because you're not just after that commission check or whatever and 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 putting a fee on the board or whatever you know that okay i'll just keep banking it banking it banking it because it all comes back around yeah well for me like when I started last September, um, I had some um, good conversations with a client. Um, you know, things didn't really go my way, but I've kept checking in with them every so often. Um, and then last month, they've they've come to me now with some roles and, mm. um, you know, we're going to work together. So at the time, I was a bit gutted that things didn't happen straight away for me. But because I've kept a good relationship, um, you know, it's it has helped me in the long run. Mm. Love that. I think I want to come back to what you said, Joe, about how you've progressed over like the years that you've been in recruitment. So obviously, Amelia, you said you started last September. Do you think you've seen growth in your own personality or or how you are uh, by obviously starting a career in recruitment from a graduate? Yeah, I think... In such a short time. Yeah, in terms of um, your personality, I do think it adds quite a lot. I'm not the most confident person, so mm. going into recruitment and in your first week you meant to be talking to really senior people in the US you know the CEOs have got this and I'm just like a 21 year old that's just come out of mm-hmm. uni like you do it's a bit daunting you do mm-hmm. feel like you know am I am I right for this um but at the end of the day when you realize they are just people and you just have good conversations with them and you realize they just want you know a quality service from you if it's you know the client that you're working with um it does make things easier that they are just people at the end of the day um but with that I think it has I have grown a lot as a person in the short time I've been in recruitment Mm. it does help you become more confident and you just believe in yourself a little bit more um and you realize things aren't as far far far-fetched as you Mm. think they might be Mm -hmm. I think it's hard like when you're younger isn't it that like I remember like in sales jobs I worked obviously started my career in recruitment as well um and it's hard to get out of that mindset of putting people on a pedestal a little, a little bit. Yeah. And once you get over that and think, actually, they want me to do well because I'm going to make their job easier. Yeah. And this candidate wants me to do well because they want a job through me. It's like yeah. they are just people with their own needs, with their own feelings, with their own challenges, with their own pains. And it's like you're there to, to help them with that, which can be rewarding. But I think it takes a while to for that to I suppose become a realization early dots, doesn't it? Yeah, just to like take a step back and realize that, you know, if you're a trustworthy person and instead of just speaking to people, um, you know, like robots mm-hmm. and you're just more more um freely spoken, I think you, you can build up better relationships and it's easier to speak to people like that rather than um, you know, being scared to speak to the really senior people. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. I want to move on to. There might be some people sort of obviously watching 
or listening to this podcast who might be looking for a career in recruitment and potentially they're thinking they've they've got into the position where they've landed an interview for somewhere or something like that. How would you say is the best way for them to maybe prepare for that interview or, or what and demonstrate what they could bring to the table? Maybe, as you said, you can come from many different degrees and backgrounds when coming into recruitment. What should they potentially hone in on maybe to, to obviously prepare for the interview and then do it? I think that's, you know, a question that could be answered in a lot of different ways. So I'll try and give you my perspective. Mm. I know that'll be different for different agencies and so on, but like what I said earlier, I look for the personality trait. So I want someone who is going to come in and, and wants the opportunity, is interested, mm. curious, these these aspects. And and usually they, they have a motivation, you know, that what is their why really, getting mm. to the basis of... so. My advice is genuinely to be yourself because I think there's that many agencies out there that if it's the right industry for you, you'll get the, you'll get opportunities. I think quite a lot of grads, if they went down leads and went to each, you might get 10 interviews potentially. And mm. then it's about selecting what's the best fit for yourself. I've never worked in any other agency either, so I mm. could, I've only heard, mm. you know, and I think that sometimes you... You only know what you know, but in our in our business, I would say that it, someone, I like the fact when someone's taking the time to research about our business, mm. give a bit of a summary on the markets. I don't need them to know too much about recruitment because we can train that, we can support mm. that. You can't train a good attitude. You can't train someone with a good work ethic and someone who has got that willingness and that that chance. We've, we've had people who've come to interview and you can just tell that they just want that opportunity. Mm. And, I, and I, I love that. I rate that a lot when people are just genuine. Like, I really want this, you know? And it's not as trying to be too cool for school. It's like, I, I really want a chance and I, I think I can do this. And I've heard my friend's done it or I've got a colleague or whoever that might be and just want this this opportunity. So that that for me is the, the things that are key. And I appreciate that's not too tangent and helpful for, for a lot of people maybe listening. But yeah, just, just be yourself. Mm. Be authentic. Mm. I think it's a good message to get across because... Sometimes I think you can get a bit lost in the sort of interview process. I think of, of about, uh, well, in that process of looking for somewhere, maybe trying to be something that you're not potentially. Yeah. And I think obviously that sort of realistic and who you actually are should maybe come across a lot, a lot more. I, I think that's right. I, mm. I find that people sometimes they come to our interview and we've got to almost disarm them mm -hmm. and, and yeah. say that we're not maybe what you think we are. Mm. You know this in this. Not, we talked about Wolf of Wall Street earlier. I mean, I'm sat here with the shirt that Jordan Belford wore. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, which, I've had to not wear my tie purposefully because I thought if I say that Wolf of Wall Street, they'll be like, yeah. but um, genuinely, I think that we've got to sometimes explain that. Look, we're not. We're, we're a consultative, especially my. Uh, you know, Amelia, yours might be slightly different in in seven, but you know to explain the group where where the testing inspection certification this is our we're very consultative mm. in line with the people that we we, we support it's not mm. a hard sell mm -hmm. it's about building long-term relationships with people so we want someone who is friendly trustworthy hard-working someone who is a genuine a genuine interest and intrigue as well mm -hmm. so like i said I, I think if you can express an interest in the business the reasons why it, you think it would be quite a good fit if you've got a degree in, in a background relevant to science, because that's what we do a lot of work in, then great. But also if you haven't, that's fine because we can we can learn and, and treat, teach and guide. Mm -hmm. So the key thing I would be saying to to graduates is just be as be as honest as you as you possibly can be and 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 also explain and try and articulate the reasons why you think you'd be a good fit mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. the industry. Yeah, I love that, mate. Love that. So you're you're five years in now. Obviously done well. Sales director. 
from from a graduate level, I suppose, because there was no previous recruitment or a specific yeah. recruitment agency experience anyway. So we're sat here again in five years' time. What what do things look like for Joe then? What's your what's your ambition moving forward? Well, I mean, it's it's something that I've I have I have started to think about. You know, where where does this journey and where does this opportunity take me? And I, the one thing that I would say about Curve as a whole, they've never they've never let me down. Everything mm-hmm. that they've said, provided I do my side of the bargain, it's mm-hmm. always become a reality. So what I would say is. We're going through, I don't want to share too much, going through a, a bit of a potential uh, rebranding and some websites, uh, hot, hot news, don't want to say anymore. <laughs> but that, we're doing that because we're doing that because we think the, the market needs it. We mm-hmm. think that we can provide a, a deeper level of industry knowledge and, and actually be a, more of an extension of, an extension of their brand, a real partner in the, mm-hmm. in the industry. So we think that our sector needs it and that's where we're moving. So in five years time, I love the, the brand to be, you know, one that's recognized and, but also that's known for the right values, mm-hmm. for helping people, for genuinely, you know, genuine care. Mm. That to me, if, if we keep focusing on the customer side, focusing on what our clients need, I believe everything else will look out for itself. In terms of my own development, as long as I can keep improving, um, that's the key thing for me. It's that personal development. And, and as I said, I hope I've come across in the right way that I don't have all the answers. And, and sometimes I'm not a, an expert and I'm, I'm fine with that mm. because actually that willingness and, and I, I, as long as I'm, my end goal probably is to be the, you know, the best recruiter in the world, which how can I ever define that? But mm. as long as if I keep chipping away and working mm. towards it, that's what I'd love to be in five years time closer to that mm. point. Yeah, I love that. What about you, Amelia? So things are a little bit, how, how long have you been in recruitment now then? Um, around seven months. About seven months, so, yeah. Not too long. Um, fine. So we're looking. We won't look five years ahead. Like a year, a year ahead for you. Um, what's that look like for you? Um, so, like I said before, just building my relationships in the market. But I think going back to what Joe was just saying then about like continuously learning. Um, I think that's just something that I just want to keep focusing on. Just, um, I, I mean, in terms of. I'm going off subject a little bit now, but with what we were saying before about graduates going into interviews, um, I think showing that willingness to learn that you're not perfect, that you are moldable. And, Mm. um, you know, a lot of people go into interviews wanting to show off that they know all the answers and the the finished package, but I don't think anyone is going into it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think just showing that you are eager to learn and, because I think when you're at uni, you think that's where all the learning happens. Mm. But I think with recruitment, everything's a learning curve. You never stop learning. I probably learned more in these seven months than mm. my whole education, probably, mm-hmm. um, in terms of as a person um, and and in my working career. Um, so, yeah, going back to your question, um, just con- focusing on my own growth, really, mm. um, and just working to be a better recruiter like mm-hmm. the people I'm working with I've got a lot of people to look up to um, so I've got some good role models yeah amazing I, I love how like and I know it's genuine as well because I know you both like a lot of the focus here has been on like that passion for learning and I think like I know from hiring people in the past it's like you're looking for people who are who are coachable mm-hmm. um, and who've got that growth mindset and I think if you 
if you boil it down, that's like for your team in particular, Joe, um, and that's kind of the message that you're trying to get across here, isn't it? It's like, yeah. we don't need, like rough diamonds are fine. <laughs> like we don't need any finished product here. It yeah. is just that desire to learn, work ethic and, and, a, and hunger to succeed as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't think of any other way to, sh yeah, that's the, a beautiful way to position it because I think that that's what we do want, genuinely want that. And I'm a big advocate of failing fast. I want people to come and, and give them a lot of responsibility and make yeah. mistakes and mm. learn from it. I mean, I'm going to probably murder a quote or a, a thing that is in my head, but there's this story about this a, a plane, I think it's taken off and they've got an engineer and he, he texted and he fails his test. And the guy gets in the plane and if, if they catch it just before it takes off, but it would have like blown up and they would have lost his life. Mm. The next day he says, I want you to check the plane. You know what I mean? So it's like, mm. he's the most, probably the best person for that job then because he's he's gone through the whole experience and learned. Yeah. And sometimes failing is a real key way to to learn. So yeah. that's why, you, but you need that, all these pieces that we're talking about, resilience, desire to learn, desire mm. to be the better version of yourself. I think they all come into one. If you've got that attitude, then we're not back. You know, what we, we were talking, Rich, with some of your, how you, you know, reaching out to new clients, business development components. And it's about, if you get a no, you know, don't take it personally. You're in the same position that you were. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you wouldn't yes away from potentially changing your life. Mm. So I know that's a little bit off tangent, but I think it's important to share and for the people listening as well, that you just you just got to keep going. And if, you, if you've got that willingness to do that, I think that the recruitment is the right industry. I, I believe that it will afford you lots of opportunities. And yes, it's hard, but you know, been. We, I know people in recruitment, and in terms of let's talk about earning potential. That's usually a way that people use it as a barometer of success. Mm. They're earning more than doctors, you know, in in a year, two years after they graduated. Mm. These guys have been studying for seven years. Amount of stress you've got people's lives in your hands, and yeah, you know, we're doing we're helping people get jobs, and so I sometimes think that the, use the context and think that, wow. You know what an industry, mm -hmm. what an opportunity I have, and mm -hmm. and from a very from very young age, really. Mm. You given yeah, I love that, mate. I love that. I think with that as well, when you've got those type of people, so um, who are very entrepreneurial, um, and might that you might be getting people who prior to starting a recruitment career are thinking, well, I want to get into it because I want to start my own business, which again is is absolutely fine. It's a mindset you want, um, and I think just to me, interject on that, sorry, yeah, I was so going to say, look at yourself. Like, look what you've done, you as recruitment, and then I think you've moved into marketing, you've run different businesses, and that's a great example of, of from, for us as well. There's lots of people, starting point, and then the skill set that you learn, you know, it might not be the, the end role, but a lot of people, I think, having that exposure mm. to recruitment does help in other avenues. I've, I've always said in terms of, if you want to get into a career, recruitment is the number one to become the most commercially rounded mm. because you learn so much in such a short period of time, um, particularly with dealing with people as well. Yeah. Um, I can't think of any other role out there where you get so commercially rounded in a short period of time. Um, and then the opportunity that it affords as well. I mean, look at Jess, she's just gone over to Dubai. She's been supported. And I know for a fact, I think the point I was wanting to get onto with that as well, Joe, is look, if we've got these entrepreneurial people, that will always be supported within Curve. It yeah. won't be a case of, right, well, you just stuck to this brand and there's a ceiling there because of the entrepreneurial nature within within the group structure, I suppose. Like if someone's got the right skill set, talent, attitude and ability to then go and start their own brand in, in the future, there's kind of no ceiling there, is there? No, absolutely. I think, you know, let's build the role around the person. 
if that's what they want, if that's what they're looking for, then let's let's afford them that opportunity. For for the right person, you can. I'd be happy for someone to come in after ninety days, start giving me a business plan of what I want to do and what it looks mm. like. Good for you. Let's let's do it. How can we achieve it? But it all comes back to getting in and 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 learning the trade and, and understanding it to as much as you possibly can, and then deciding where and what you want to do from from the career. You can mm. get probably as much or as little out of it as you want. And yeah. that that is something that it's all down to that individual. And that's what you will get. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I know it's an old cliche as well. Like you get paid for the value you bring to the marketplace. Potentially not when you're stacking shelves at Asda and you're stacking like 50 an hour and you're absolutely amazing at it. You're probably still going to get, you might get a little bit I of was pay the rise. Fastest, the, the fastest stacker. <laughs> yeah. After all you were there, I bet you were, mate. After all you were there, I was at Sainsbury's. Really fast. But in recruitment, I think in Curve as well, like that is always going to ring true. You're going to get paid for the value that you bring to the marketplace. Um, we've concentrated on graduates quite a lot because that was kind of the theme because you both came mm. as... Um, unexperienced graduates, I suppose, um, and the opportunities that it's afforded both here. Um, but it's not just graduates that we look at Curve, is it? There's obviously different routes to market and, and different, I suppose, roles where people come for as well. So um, just to highlight that point, like, what do you feel are the, I suppose, the, the main strengths of people? It's easy coming from university and you think, oh, yeah, it's people who've done X, Y, and Z at university and these personality traits as well. But out, outside of the graduate route, what, what other routes do you see successful? I, I mean, in terms of people joining the business, myself, I, I think I didn't come straight out of mm. university. I, I think I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. 18-year-old mm. Joe probably wouldn't have been inside here right now because yeah. I don't think I'd have made it through. And if I'd have picked the wrong business as well, I don't mm. think I'd have made it through. I've heard some horror stories about you know, you've had a and I was training and get on the phone and I was scared of the phone. Mm. You know, genuinely, I was scared of the phone. I could meet people and I was happy, but when it came to picking up the phone, I was like this different different person. So I used to wait actually until people were on the phone just so that I didn't get all the attention on me, which is which is crazy mm. now, but mm. I can understand why people have that fear. And what I'm, what I'm trying to get at as well is I think it doesn't particularly matter from as far as I'm, let's talk about my business because that's the one where I can have an impact. And mm. I would say I don't, I'm not focused on where the background is. I'm not too fixed if they've got a, even if they've got a degree, if they've mm. like got life experience and work experience, if if they're they're older than me, you know, even to like my parents' age, I don't really mind provided that this is interesting and for what reasons and what value we can we can offer them and what they can bring to us. It's a two way the two way calling, I think. And mm. it's um so I'm not sure if that's exactly what you were looking for, Rich, in the in the question. Yeah, but, I think I think we're kind of pigeonholing <clears throat> people needing a, a, a degree to start. At Curve in recruitment, for instance, when when that's not the case, mate, is it? Like, and, it, yeah. it, and I think the point that you both made very much here, which I, I completely agree with as well, it is that, that desire to do well, it is that desire to learn and, and to grow as a person, never mind just, just in a career as well, I suppose. Mm -hmm. I think, like, I mean, like you were saying, like, there's the development opportunities that obviously you guys, do, do you feel like you've you've received a lot of that when, when the time, obviously, you've been here. What was it five years, Joe? Is that how long yeah, you've been on the recruitment journey? Do you think you've had a lot of recruitment, I mean, recruitment development opportunities along the way? And do you think that's been sort of given you provided in the recruitment industry? Sort of yeah. Um, I, I think let's let's go back to my trainer and use like I'm trying mm. to use like ways to explain, but you know, you you never you never kick a wagon dog, you know. Mm. And, and I think sometimes in in terms of my my job has been to come into work 
and I and I if it was my own business, how would I act? You know, if someone if someone's working for me, what would I expect of them? And that's what I try and replicate for mm-hmm. Curve. So I come in with the best attitude I possibly can. I, I try mm-hmm. and leave my ego at the door and any issues that I've got, and I, and I come to work to 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 help help the business, help mm-hmm. myself, help everyone, and and really just giving that really good attitude. I think that that's enabled me to and help in my progression because I think people want to help you. Then mm-hmm. that's the beauty of this business is because. I don't know how much everyone would understand about the, and I don't want to get too much detail, but basically we've got the umbrella, so we've got the, the curve brand, and then within it, we've got different subgroups. So that's probably a weird way to explain it. But anyway, hopefully the people <laughs> understand. So yeah. what we've got is actually, so Amelia is, you know, I suppose like a, a colleague, but actually not different businesses, different industries. We could actually even potentially be in direct competition for some of the areas <clears throat> that we focus in. Yeah. However, what you do have that is access to so many experts, business owners who can you can learn from. So mm-hmm. I just see it as like a sponge, just going in and, and trying to learn as much as I can from all these different people. And then you've got that willingness for them to help you and share best practices, new ways of working. So the curve model, I think, works really well in mm-hmm. creating operational excellence, sharing best ways of working, sharing masterclasses, businesses helping each other. Let's take Kevin Edwards Tick and Seven, similar sized businesses. We've got that inter competition, which is friendly, but mm. it's it's just to improve us really and, mm. and working to achieving a business that's fulfilling the needs of our of our clients. So I would say that within just talking about my development, I've whenever I wanted to go down the route of managing people, that mm. was something that I was really passionate about, really wanted to do. Mm. But equally so, it's not recruitment's not an industry where you just have to to earn more money or to get more responsibility it doesn't mean that you have to manage people yeah Mm. you can take on like more global markets different markets set up a new market the opportunities are endless it comes down to the individual Mm. so i would say that everything that they've offered to me i've been you know really keen and i've i've used it expressed in as end of year meeting this is what i want to do yeah Mm. you know this is what i want to get out and and even now, Rich, I know you're doing a like a ninety-day plan and and things to help even you know get it more simplified. What do you want to achieve this quarter? Mm. Then I will obviously share that with my team. And and my job as a manager now is to understand what their what their why is. You know, why are you doing this job? Because mm. it is hard. You know, what do you want to get from it? And how can I help you? Mm-hmm. And then you've got to do the rest. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. then hopefully it's going to benefit everyone. That's it. And that, I think that's it when you get into leadership, mate. It's monkey see, monkey do. So like, you've got to keep going yourself and yeah. set that example and the pressure's on. So look, I think, I think you say so, you've both been completely honest. Look, we've not painted a picture here of what, how fucking unbelievable recruitment mm-hmm. is and just get into it or just come to Curve because it's better than any other company out there. Like you two have been really honest about like the struggles and you've got to have that growth mindset and you've got to learn and all that type of stuff. Yeah. But like, come on, let's go on to the positives. Like, let's talk about the culture, the camaraderie, like the fun stuff, because you've worked in an environment, Joe, where you've said it's a bit stuffy, like you were the youngest there by some distance. And there's probably some people sat out there going to work, bored fucking shitless in that type of environment. And I think there's something about recruitment from obviously experiencing other companies as well, but particularly Curve as well, where it's the environment and you're coming into work and there's something fun about it and i know Stu was talking on the last podcast about having a laugh and all that type of stuff mm. and um yeah we don't want to bang on and say look um it's just incentives left right and center but you guys were at the races on friday i was good i missed it yeah. like all that good stuff compared to like other career routes you can compare it to um the government work which sounds yeah. like hell if i'm honest and and i think amelia you, you're probably having some chats with people who've maybe gone down a different route in terms of like that graduate career as well so yeah. um yeah do you want to start on that one in terms of 
how how it feels in terms of the choice that you've made compared to maybe some of your mates that might have gone into that bit of a more yeah I think in term in terms of curve itself um I did interview other companies so I did mm. kind of get a feel for the vibe of other companies whereas it is very different at curve um it's just like name and shame get them on it's just like you're part of a family so I think for it being my first full-time career mm. um from uni so that's quite daunting I suppose as well mm. yeah like it is it's it's nice though you just feel mm. um super comfortable straight away really but yeah we're always doing we're always doing fun things I'm still recovering from Friday um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Tuesday, by Likewise. the way. <laughs> <laughs> it is Tuesday. It is Tuesday. So. <laughs> no, but in comparison to, I, I know that um, a lot of people that I've got on social media and stuff like that are always asking me what I do. And yeah. they're always like, mm. are you ever working? You're always doing fun things. But <laughs> I think they don't see all the late nights that we have. We do, mm. you know, we do work hard, but we play harder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, my first job in recruitment, I think I lasted like three months because it was fucking boring. So there yeah. is different cultures elsewhere. It was just like, you could hear a pin drop at all times. <clears throat> I'd gone from um, knocking on doors on Leeds Council Estate, selling TV packages and having a right laugh with the people I was doing it with yeah. to then sitting in a stuffy office like where you could hear a pin drop. And it was just like, yeah, yeah that just didn't work for me. But again, now well, I come and see you guys and like you don't get that you walk in and it's like yeah this is great yeah, there's a buzz about the place buzz. i considered some work from home jobs um and at the time i was like oh it just seems really chill but i think you just can't compare i think mm -hmm. if i'm not wrong i think i might i'm the youngest at curve so for me like the social side of things i just love getting <laughs> all that side of things mm -hmm. i think if i if i'd have been working from home i don't think you get that same even in terms of the competitive um, mm. atmosphere as mm. well. Like I think if you are a competitive person, you do get a buzz off that. And I think it does massively push you as well. Mm. Um, just being around people and just, you know, thriving off each other's success as well. Mm. Um, I think it's massive. I think at your age as well, like it's something that we've not touched on, but I don't think like many people touch on it. Like how old are you again? I was 22 yesterday. 22 yesterday. <laughs> so Thank like you. when I was 22, like work was like a massive part of my social life. And, I, and it's where you meet all your best mates in the future and all that type of stuff. Yeah. I couldn't imagine like being a graduate now and then going to work from home. Like mm. what yeah. the fuck? I think a lot of my, um, my uni life was during COVID time. Mm. So I think I was just very much used to that. So the thought of being in um, a busy office with loads of people is quite daunting, but... No, I wouldn't. Yeah, can you imagine like going before. to uni during COVID and like doing all these seminars and lectures from home and then getting a job working from home? But it's like, what's this experience of planet yeah, Earth? Yeah, I, was like, I need to get yeah. out there now. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Joel? And comparing it to like uh, the the government more role, like how yeah. just the environment and like what yeah. you feel about it? Massively different. Mm. Massively. Everything that you would expect, I would say, <laughs> to go, not going to too much deal. I love you, the government. <laughs> yeah. If they're listening to this, I'm, yeah. I, I miss it. Go um, check myself assessment. <laughs> but you know, so sometimes it's too good. I'm, I'm, I've, I don't know if anyone's seen my ring during the call, but I'm, I'm now married. So um, congrats! Hey. I, I come home and she's, I'm like, "Oh, how are you doing? You all right?" 
Oh, and then she's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't mention it. We're offering another incentive. We're offering another meal after work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, are you ever? Oh, yeah. you yeah. And it, it, you know what? When it's going well, and it's we're doing we're doing well. Mm. Then we reward the staff, and mm. we have incentives to to make it more. You just make the environment better. I think. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah. what there is a buzz. There is a genuine buzz because people are, are doing well. People are helping other people, and and I always think that. You, there's no one model of recruitment as well mm. so i keep talking i love i see it as like an art mm. and it's about how you know how can you speak to someone how can you get them on the call how can you email them so they reply and mm. and then you learn from other people and you, you're all listening out for like oh someone said that that sounds great and, mm. and making a note of it and i think that's what our environment our office is doing right now as well and we're we're looking at each business and and seeing how can we improve i'm using amelia's business and ours as an example but yeah the fun part is it is fun because you've got a lot of like-minded people in the same environment all trying to you know do well and you've been afforded that opportunity to do so and mm-hmm. there is that family aspect um and but i but i agree with you know don't take my word for it as well with curve i think that you make your own decision there's a lot of other agencies and speak to them and you make around a decision what's the right fit for you i mm-hmm. think that's really important yeah. i I'm I'm speaking from this is I'm a curve till I till I die type yeah. person. I've been here since the start, so I'm probably not the best person to give a you know a real detailed overview. Mm. I can just say this is my experience, mm. and I've been afforded all these opportunities and not let me down. And- I don't think the purpose of this podcast is just look curve curve curve. It's about recruitment as yeah, a whole. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. like there's some amazing agencies. Like obviously those guys are based in Leeds. Some amazing agencies in Leeds, as we know, mm. and it's kind of trying to get people to understand that there is different types of opportunities in with recruitment and, yeah. and kind of the opportunity that it could afford people as well. Um, but I think a big thing, yeah, is, is look, the rewards, but like the, the social aspect of it as well. And then put on top of that, like how are you going to grow as a person? Like it's easy for me to say because that's the type of person that you feel you are because you've been in those, those environments. But why the fuck wouldn't you want to like be around like-minded people like that and, and push yourself and grow and all that type of stuff? If people are sat at home thinking, well, I wouldn't want to do that, then it's definitely not right, right for them. Yeah. But for the people who are like, do you know what? The sky's the limit. I can learn a trade. I can get commercially round. I can have some fucking fun while I'm doing it and earn some money. Yeah. Then, then why not? Like, give yeah. it a shot. Yeah. Yeah. We've probably got a couple of minutes, I yeah. reckon. Do you want to, should we finish with Ben's close? Yeah, my, my golden question. <laughs> okay. So, Obviously, as we're coming to a close, I think, obviously, what one piece of advice would you give to people looking into recruitment about maybe to just to prepare maybe for recruitment or what to expect? Just one piece of golden advice. Either of you can go first. It might have a little bit of thinking time. Um, yeah, I'm just thinking of just the one advice. Mm-hmm. I don't give you loads. Um, but yeah, I've already mentioned it really. Mine would be just building relationships within the industry um it's not a short game like when you first go into it you think everything's going to be um super fast but I think if you just focus on building relationships and um you know constantly learning as a person and and growing your skills then it'll just build you up to be a successful recruiter in the Mm. long term Um, I'll try to put a full stop before I carry on talking (laughs) just one advice how about you Joe? I think keeping in line with what we've spoken about, I would say really define what you want to get from recruitment. So mm. if it's just a nine to five job yeah. or if it's a you know a career, 
because there's two different things I think what you'll put into it. So that's mm. what I would say. You know, what do you want to get from this business or what do you want to get from this opportunity? Mm. I think that'll dictate a lot of your journey. Mm. Yeah, I love that. I think it's tough, isn't it, at times? So it's understanding like the reasons why you're getting into it and yeah. making sure they're fucking true. Because yeah. if they're not, then what? Like you're gonna last it. Yeah, it's like you're just cheating yourself, really. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you know, it's we it, it used to teach say it all the time. Earlier, you just cheating yourself. But I think that if it, if it's not you, then if you're not going to put the work in, you're probably not going to get the results that you expect and that you mm -hmm. hear about. You're probably not going to get a Lamborghini after a year or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But you, you could change your life. Mm. Absolutely. And that's it. Love it. Well, I'd like to thank you both for being on today. Cheers, guys. Yeah, Very good. insightful. First mm. podcast appearance for you both. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've enjoyed it. The only way is up now, guys, honestly. Yeah. Well, it comes it's back in like growth, isn't it? Like putting yourself in these situations. Yeah. It's, it's tough at the end of the day. It's like, oh... You can be a podcast superstar by joining the group. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the last time I had a mic, I was doing um, Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Do a little rendition now. We I should end on that, I think. That. Yeah. All right, stop. <laughs> Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my band, New Invention. Fucking <laughs> fade out slowly to that. Stick to recruitment. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Thanks for tuning in to Curvecast. To learn more about Curve and stay connected, be sure to check out the episode description where you'll find links to our website, social media platforms and more information about our special guest.